0: Welcome back to The Resupply with me, Guy Store.
1: And me, DK. <laughs> uh,
0: bringing you your hopefully weekly double tap of all things, Laser Force and Space Marines. So, um, probably right off the bat you'll notice that the other voice in the intro is not fan. <laughs> um, well, I mean, unless you're from New Zealand and then all Americans sound the same. But... Um, I'd like to to welcome the new host of the resupply, Mr. DK. It's all about the upgrade, baby. You have (laughs) cashed
1: in for a much more attractive co-host. Nobody can blame you.
0: A slightly younger version of the same thing.
1: (laughs) Emphasis on slightly.
0: Um, So, Than sort of passed the mantle, I guess. Um, He's busy, you know being a musician and stuff and is now too cool to hang out with me so um yeah yeah it's kind of fallen on you to to take up the cowl and um talk shit about laser force with me on the internet
1: <laughs> well i gotta do something i have not been able to play much laser force as of late so uh, yeah. this will hopefully be a, uh, we'll, a good experience here
0: we'll get into that we'll, we'll bring it down yep. a bit later on but right now um uh, i guess Uh, the reason probably the main reason that we started doing the the podcast last year in the first place was uh, Nationals Um, so what better way to start uh, this year's uh, I think this is the first one for this year did we I, I don't think we did one Yet this year. I don't
1: think we've recorded since the end of last nationals.
0: I went back and had a look through the last one I could find. It was me and Than did a rundown of nets, but I think that was just after it had finished. So yeah.
1: It's, yeah. 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 Essentially right after
0: it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> um, and you know, our uh, twos of Than or oh, fan, sorry, um, <laughs> <laughs> have been hitting me up on the regular uh, asking when we're gonna record next, and I'm looking squarely at you, Wolfman. Um, leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're we doing one, okay? Get off my back. Um, so love you, Wolfman. <laughs> what's um, yeah? I guess we'll start with this year's nationals, 2019 nationals. What are the dates, Dcap?
1: So it is headed back to Detroit, um, more or less where US Nats was rebooted. Back in 2009, mm. this will be their third time hosting, which I guess is kind of a record for for U.S. sites um, um, in terms of, of nationals.
0: Because the only other... Oh, well, no, there's been a few over there, right? Uh, like yeah, the 2009, modern, modern age. 2000, 2013,
1: and then this year. Right. Um, plus a variety of East Coast random draws, variety of different tournaments like that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... Um, by now I would expect that there's quite a large contingent of people in the States that have played in the Detroit arena with, is that fair to kind of assume?
1: Quite a few. Yeah. Um, I don't know if all the Loveland guys have played there or not. I can't remember which random draws they've gone to and, and which they haven't because they never schedule those things when I can actually attend a bunch of jerks.
0: <laughs> Stupid being an adult. Um, yeah. So, um, winners Nationals this year?
1: So we're going to run from July 22nd through July 26th. Okay. So right at the height of the summer season over here in the States and yeah. not your backwards winter down underland.
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect time of year to have a barbecue in a park. Um, so...
1: <laughs> yes, actually, it will be light really late in the evening. So maybe we will have it at a park this year.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so uh, July this year, Detroit Nationals. um I, I guess we were we were sort of discussing what to talk about with this particular podcast, and I think you suggested that maybe we we talk about uh, some of the teams that have confirmed that they're going, and some of them that are, are kind of rumored. So, do you wanna do you wanna take us through some of the, um, uh, well, as com- as confirmed as you can be before the tournament actually starts?
1: Sure. So the teams that we have. Rumored slash confirmed. I'm pretty sure that we're looking at a minimum of nine teams for the tournament. I can definitely confirm that there will be two Sacramento teams, oh, or wow. at least the remnants of Sacramento teams that are going, since everybody needs to get their fix now.
0: Yeah.
1: So we have two Detroit teams, Detroit A and B. Uh, Brisbane is sending over their team of ringers to come and take the uh, <laughs> take the belt, so to speak. Uh, two Loveland teams are rumored slash confirmed. We have St. George that's going to be in attendance, Syracuse, and then the two aforementioned SAC teams for a grand total of nine. Wow. But it looks like we have enough Mercs for a potential kind of hybrid that's coming in, variety of players, and including yeah. a couple of people from your neck of the woods, as I understand.
0: Yeah, we've got two guys that have actually bought plane tickets, so they are coming. Um, possibly more more to come. We'll see. <laughs>
1: no interesting
0: yeah um well this
1: is this is a uh, exhibit a and getting the peer pressure up there because, you know there 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 may or may not have been somebody who got peer pressured into coming last year thanks oh, to this podcast
0: absolutely the the uh the fomo was real with a lot of people so if we can contribute to you know at least at least you know one or two extra people coming to nationals because of this podcast then we've done our job properly i guess
1: that would be ideal and if we make it to 10 teams that would tie it for the largest laser force tournament of all time basically since we had 10 in loveland in 2015 um other things we don't need to talk about from that tournament but (laughs) that was pretty cool the fact that we had 10 teams
0: (laughs) well at least you didn't have to worry about how you were going to fit all the games in for then for their nationals (laughs) maybe not (laughs) um so, this being the third one um obviously San, um uh sans uh old owners is <laughs> probably the best way I could put it into <laughs> the, the interlopers <laughs> um but that's that's huge that's gonna be a massive tournament um I know that every year you know we talk about um how we're actually gonna fit all the games in i know that you've been involved in some of the discussions around um you know uh, scheduling and stuff but uh do you oh, know, yeah. do you know any of the confirmed ways that um that they're going to sort of help run the tournament smoother or fit all these games in
1: a good question um so people who want a little bit of insight into the organizational side so these are all things that the adults in the room need to work out in advance is how we're yeah. going to fit all this stuff together. The nice kind of option about having this many teams is hopefully you can get things running smoothly. Um, you essentially run people in different blocks. So you have two teams that are in there playing, two teams that are in their refing. When they come out, an entirely different set can go in. So essentially you kind of have eight teams that are either on deck or playing in the arena, Mm. so the game resolution of one won't affect what's happening in the other, and you kind of just filter people in and out. So we can do that. We can do what we've been doing is the sort of play ref sit rotation and give some of the teams um, some time off during the day because the drawback of having ten teams, obviously, is that it's just a ton of downtime if you're not actively in the field or roughing or stuff like that. Yeah. The muscles can get sore. People can get a little bored. You want to go out and do other things. So we're toying with exactly how best to accommodate the schedule Yeah. in that way. Uh, the goal is to try to get two full rounds of play in. Uh, I think if we time everything correctly that could work correctly, Yeah. it just is going to be a little dicey when it comes to finals. So that's the other big thing is scheduling out how much time you want for finals. Originally, I think going back to, I want to say it was actually 2010 when when you came over the first time, we ended up coming up with the idea of a double elimination finals for everybody, but I think that was largely because we ran out of time to do a full third round. So that, well, let's just Uh, do a double elimination that effectively adds another round of play.
0: Yeah.
1: And for a number of years, that just sort of became the standard expectation of, okay, we're going to have round play and then everybody will compete in the double elimination finals. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, we kind of sat down and asked, well, why? Why does everybody need to be in the double Elam finals? Isn't that what round play is for? And let's be real, as good as everybody is, only a few teams are really going to be competing for about those top three or four spots. Yeah. So can we find a way to shorten finals? So I think what we did last year in Brisbane was a good compromise where you had sort of the single elimination play-in for the teams that were at the bottom of the ladder, and then you have the double elimination for, say, the top six or or some just smaller number in the field
0: yeah so the uh the weaker strength teams sort of get to experience finals laser force but um i guess as with most kind of major sports you kind of have to earn your way into but into the playoffs i guess right
1: yeah because you need to find the balance between one making sure that it's worth everybody's entry fee so that is definitely why we're aiming for two full rounds of play because then, if you're playing, you know, nine matches against two other teams, or against you know every other team, that's 18 games per round. Uh, so you could get, you know, 36 games guaranteed for your entry fee, and that yeah. is a pretty good number of games. Yeah. Because um, a lot of them, especially in Detroit, are gonna probably be longer games. It's just a field that lends itself to. Maybe a somewhat more defensive style of play. Games sure. run a little bit longer. There aren't as many quick eliminations. So that's the other reason why, you know, we're a little concerned about making sure we're getting our timetable, right?
0: Right. I suppose um, as well, like, the the idea of having um, teams on deck for, you know, um, playing the next game. Um, it, it only, like, it seemed last year that that, because uh, we, we kind of ran it that way last year, although... A lot of people would you know sort of disappear when they were supposed to be in the armory or whatever but um
1: that happens every year but on the scale of things i think last year ran pretty smoothly i think in that regard which i mean again big thanks to tragedy to andrew to taipan everybody who kind of kept things moving yeah
0: for sure um and it only really gets a little muddled when you have a change of round right or when you when you have a change of is that that right the change of the round (laughs)
1: Yeah, potentially because that's when, or or the change of a round or the change of a block when you have different teams who are scheduled at different times, because that's when the whole play-ref-set rotation can get messed up, yeah. and maybe a team is refing twice in a row, so they may not be done with the resolution of the penalties or yeah. whatever else in the previous game before they have to go in to do another one.
0: Right. So hopefully, I mean, yeah, I guess you can only really um, do what you can to plan to move the stuff quickly, but there's always, yeah, (laughs) there's always the drama that happens, um, and it's whether or not that drama takes way longer than it should, or, (laughs) um, if we can get through it quicker, but, um, it sounds like you, I I think based on what I've seen in the, um, in the, uh, committee discussions, it, it seemingly, um, in a good place if people have taken a lot out of what happened last year and at previous nets and, and hopefully this this year will run even smoother than it has in the past.
1: Um, I think it does get better on a year to year basis because we are able to learn from mistakes sure. or accidentally discover things that work better and then just incorporate them for future years. I think also I am kinda yeah go ahead.
0: Uh, I was just gonna say I think also at this point we've got quite a consistent um turnout of you know of of the same players coming back for these tournaments. And so you get more and more people that have an expectation of how the tournament is run and how nets kind of works. So, um, you know, you're not dealing with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of rookies that, you know, aren't sure what's going on. So that's, that also very true. Mm. Very true. Yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say?
1: Um, well, we may we may want to have a tragedy back on at some point because I think there was some discussion in their most recent Brisbane league of trying out an experiment with refing where they remove the kind of point penalties from when refs assess in-game infractions, right? And basically hoping to encourage referees to step in to prevent infractions from happening. And I think part of the reason, or at least this is the the hypothesis they're testing, why referees weren't doing that before, is because of the the big penalty of losing a thousand points, not potentially swinging the outcome of a game. Right. If all it's going to happen is somebody gets deactivated for eight seconds and you stop them from chasing or you shut down their their kind of shielded shots or something like that, it's not really quite as much pressure on the referee to to really know that they're getting the call right versus having to, you know, assess all that in post game. Yeah. And then afterward you could just kind of debate over, okay, was this just something that we need to shut down at the time or is this something that actually needs to be penalized with a point value? Yeah. So I'm curious to actually hear some input on whether or not that experiment was a success or even whether it went forward, because I don't know that for sure.
0: Yeah. I think as well, like um you know, with our community, people don't generally cheat on purpose um whenever there's an infraction usually it's accidental so like um yes yeah i th- i think i think for the most part um those after game you know uh verifications they move pretty quickly because for the most part you know people either didn't see it all the way or um you know there was no like uh yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you would hope so. Yeah. I just
1: I don't want to set a new record for yet again being one of the key referees who has to determine whether or not a game altering penalty happened. It seems like that happens virtually every year. <laughs>
0: which is a shame so either other
1: people either other people are not watching and i'm just catching everything or i am just the unluckiest referee <laughs> in the universe
0: yeah I, I generally fall asleep no no no, just kidding um <laughs> it's dark in there you know and, and it's hot stop having it in summer this is bullshit um, you're too busy
1: recording dk fails
0: <laughs> exactly right <laughs> or like talking shit to players in the game but just just that enough <laughs> just that enough so no one else can hear me Um, That's probably
1: my single biggest regret from refereeing the finals of last year was I didn't massively abuse my referee powers and just go in and break Taipan's wall. (laughs) So Rusty could break in.
0: Yeah. uh, That that might be game altering in itself. (laughs) Um, Well, my argument
1: would be they'd already punted at that point, but you know, why take the chance?
0: uh, uh, There's such a, such a disappointing way to end that, that, that tournament, but that's okay. Um, so you've you've personally played Detroit Maze, yes
1: yes, I went in both 2009 and two thousand thirteen right. um, which were pretty good successes. Yeah. We've won in two thousand nine oh, came nice. in second in 2013 with our our kind of taped together hybrid team but that was that was a really fun tournament, really fun team um, it was sadly the last time I got to to play with Flint, uh, but that was a really nice trip and it's it's definitely an interesting field.
0: Uh, So, you know, what would you say is kind of um, your favorite part about that maze or the the way that it plays?
1: I think it's the level of team coordination that is required and the fact that base runs have to be carefully planned in that field. Um, I think probably relative to Sacramento, I would say, probably requires the least planning as far as base runs are concerned. Because uh, the targets are so far removed, they're mostly covered, they're downstairs, you can just kind of go get them at your own convenience.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because of where the targets are situated in Detroit, the color targets are basically sitting under where the primary defense area for each team are, so there's a good chance that they will see you when you go to get them. Right. Um, and since they have elevated positions, they can shut you down somewhat easily, so maybe it's a little bit more like Brisbane yeah. in that sense. But it also seems, just because of where the targets are positioned, like it's a long haul. It's a hike to get from where you're set up to go downstairs to get the targets. You either have to go directly through the opponent's line of defense and go all the way down the ramps to get around, right? or you have to go down your ramp and basically cross the entire field so, um, to go do them. So it, it does require, I think, a little bit of, of work and coordination of, okay, when are we going to get our bases?
0: Right. So you're kind of uh, looking to your commander to, to drop nukes so you can actually take the, the resupply on a base run, or...?
1: That is at least one option yeah. that people have done. Um, I, know, I think it's just kind of developed as either a habit or a particular style among some of the Detroit teams. Yeah. It seems like they wait for 60 seconds, have the commander have a nuke in their pocket, and then... At sixty seconds, all hell breaks loose with both <laughs> recepts trying to go get the bases. Commanders are sort of trying to nuke over one another, and it gets very messy very quickly. Uh, that is one kind of philosophy of doing that. Yeah, I personally don't like leaving it to the last minute like that, but <laughs> I guess that there's no other time to do
0: it. Yeah, well, it's that's interesting because that's kind of like a like an older style of play. Like we, um. You know, back when I first started playing, that was kind of the done thing. You would wait till 60 seconds, uh, and then you would chain four or five, depending on how good your commander was. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you've got both teams doing that, then, yeah, you're right. That last minute just becomes, like, crazy. Um, Yeah, especially if (laughs) both resupplies are A, still in the game, and B, both trying to go get the the, um, bases, so... Weird.
1: yeah which is which is a real possibility because essentially the way the detroit maze plays is that the resupplies are at the top of each of their respective ramps yeah and because the ramps are long and have some kind of severe corners it's pretty easy for medics to be aware that danger is coming to move down part of the ramp to get around another corner so they're not just getting pinged constantly right so it isn't necessarily all that uncommon for resupplies to survive pretty far into the game
0: yeah um is it uh if my memory serves me correct is this are these the ramps that uh Traj had some um contentious issues with the last time they played in detroit
1: uh has never been there Oh, really? there has well, never been, been a brisbane team go, go to go to detroit um i think it is the loveland ramps that you're thinking of because right, right. that i know was the year that um his knees were having a particularly difficult time. <laughs> um, the, the, the Chula H- Ramps were certainly no joke either.
0: Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember those. Uh, um, <laughs> so, uh, had, has there actually been a Southern Hemisphere team play Detroit?
1: There has not. I know much to the consternation of, of Josh, who does not consider his 2013 title to be fully legitimate since there wasn't an Aussie team there to to challenge him at the time. Right. So there definitely will be uh, an adjustment since there hadn't been a, a record of that before. Rusty, I know, yeah. has played in the maze, but not in a tournament as far right. as I know.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I can feel Scythe on that one. I, I have a, a self-imposed asterisk next to our 2008 uh, Ballarat win because Brisbane weren't there so well at least I mean they were they they
1: were invited they chose not to come you can't control who's who's (laughs) there not there you got to count those titles where you can
0: (laughs) yeah no you're right damn it (laughs) Um, well I mean that's that should make uh, that should make this year pretty interesting then because uh, uh, from what I've heard the um, Detroit a team is actually pretty good
1: Yes, I would agree. Looking at who's on it, so I can give you a quick rundown here. Yeah. Um, obviously, Scythe, Micro, Ghosty, uh, Super Mario Brothers, that's one. Uh, Andy, ADHD, Disco Stew, and then Wolfman, I think, is getting brought in as a as a seventh player, as an alternate. So I'm right. not 100% confirmed on that roster, but that's at least what I have in front of me based on what was the, the tournament page. Right. All very good players. Scythe and Micro, as three hits, are about as good as it gets in the U.S., right. so that's definitely going to be difficult to deal with. And just all those guys, they've played together constantly. They know that field. Um, it would probably be even better if uh, if Baden were playing on that team instead of on Brisbane, but <laughs> they can never get their act together and all get along together, so stuff happens.
0: I mean, you know, the draw card of playing with your family is, uh, is pretty high so i can i can appreciate that i know where his heart lies
1: <laughs>
0: yeah uh, fair enough so uh i haven't had the pleasure of playing with um micro ghosty before but i hear i hear those boys are pretty decent at the game so um it, yeah it's going to be pretty interesting to see how uh they kind of um do with obviously Sith there Sith being the legend that he is um <laughs> Do you know much about the other teams that are coming?
1: Uh, based on the rosters that I can see, um, I do recognize at least some of the players from Detroit B that seem to be led by Bear, who is also a very good Detroit player yeah. and has played well in other fields. I know he was uh, definitely one of the people who was on the East Coast Hybrid team that came to San Marcos for West Coast Three, who ended up winning that tournament. Uh, we played against them in finals, so he's definitely a solid player. Um, they have some other people I know have good tournament experience, so I think they'll they'll definitely be in the mix as far as B teams go. Yeah, they're definitely not a, a you know far down the ladder kind of team. I would expect them to be competing for probably a top four spot.
0: Yeah, okay, um, which is pretty good for uh, a home based B team. I mean, obviously if they can. Um... I think their expectations will be a, uh, higher than that um'cause you know, yeah I think they <laughs> they definitely
1: want a gun for a for a top two or three spot yeah but there there are definitely some other tough teams in in here right, right. obviously the the next one down being brisbane, who I think most people would probably consider to be the favorites because hey that's their track record it's yeah. what they do
0: uh I mean that team just on paper is, um pretty strong maybe not as strong as what they had last year but it's a pretty good team
1: no but anytime you have rusty tragedy and baden on the same team like i'm pretty much just penciling that in for the grand final ahead of time (laughs)
0: um like striker played awesome last year in brisbane um and obviously fredo is fredo like (laughs) he's been around for ages pretty solid ammo um talks a bunch of shit but you know that's why we're yeah open.
1: so we'll, we'll we'll see what what happens maybe he'll even come upstairs this year i <laughs> doubt
0: it <laughs> or
1: he'll only be, or he'll only be upstairs and won't go downstairs at all because uh, it's kind of the inverse of our field <laughs>
0: and obviously um l uh sort of shores up the back she's got uh a nationals under about and a couple of a couple of um league seasons as well so yeah it's, yep. it looks like a pretty good team actually
1: i think that's the uh, the ace up the the sleeve of the other teams is they're just going to count on striker to take out his own teammate again and maybe that will be brisbane's achilles heel <laughs> yeah.
0: how how close is, is detroit laser force to the nearest hospital because yeah, <laughs> there's concussions of plenty i think
1: well it can't be that far they certainly are no strangers to injury in that field i know uh disco stew did his knee pretty hard at one point Oof baden's knees i think are held together with twine and duct tape or something at this point <laughs>
0: oh poor guy <laughs> he sneezes and has to go to the emergency room <laughs> uh,
1: yeah yeah you're one you're one to talk buddy let's <laughs> not go into that
0: um <laughs> okay so i mean uh i guess i mean we might as well talk about the rest of the teams right like uh i don't know much about the Loveland teams coming obviously you know met a couple of them uh in sacramento but um yeah have you played with many of those guys
1: well it makes it a little bit more difficult to talk about them since they're constantly changing their names so i'm not
0: 100 sure who everybody is <laughs> man i'm sure I assume... fucking hates that <laughs> Goddamn stats yeah
1: I'm, I'm sure i'm sure pressing those three buttons to, to merge the accounts is uh definitely a real strain on his on his abilities <laughs> yeah. there as long uh, I'm as you assuming pasta. Right. <laughs> pasta? What? Yeah. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Stupid accent. <laughs>
1: um, I assume, based on the roster, that Mischief Bagel and Slaughtermelon are Luke, Josiah, and Caleb, uh, who are usually kind of the the top three parts of their roster as they have been in previous years. Yeah. So they're definitely good players. I know just by reputation, Mimasaurus and Zenless play with those guys a lot, so I think they'll be a pretty solid team. I definitely am a little bit concerned about how we will fare against Loveland, because they're younger than us, number one. (laughs) They play in their field more commonly. I think the uh, Loveland field is going to translate to Detroit fairly effectively, so I think their style of play will work. Yeah. and. They're gonna have a lot more tournament experience under their belt by the time they show up obviously Josiah played pretty well in Brisbane yeah um, was instrumental in, in getting his team into the the playoff round of finals yeah um so as long as they can play together and get their their stuff straight, I would expect them to to be a, a serious team
0: yeah well, they've um you know everyone's a year older and hopefully um a year more mature yeah <laughs> um because we're talking about some some young cats so yeah hopefully hopefully you're right hopefully they can kind of work together as a team and not lose their shit too hard
1: <laughs> yeah hmm. love and B. be i don't know as much about um their their captain supposedly a sergeant tucker who i have played with on a few occasions he's definitely a solid player yeah uh, the rumor is that a kodama is going to play with them as well as a merc since uh he's going to be representing chula vista solo yeah at that point <laughs> So I think that'll obviously improve their team. I don't know a lot about their other players. So they'll they'll be in the mix. I'll be curious to see how, how they do.
0: Right. There's, just as a side note, isn't Chula Vista closed for sure now?
1: Yeah. So unfortunately California sites have now dwindled down to next to nothing. We at one point had four functional Laser Force sites that were or at least kind of part of the tournament team. I guess we can't really count Santa Rosa. Mm. But we had Sacramento, San Marcos, and Chula Vista, and it's now just down to San Marcos, who doesn't send players to tournaments anymore. So things are looking a little grim for Mm. the California laser tag scene. That's
0: unfortunate. Um, Well, maybe we'll delve deeper into that later on when we talk about um, uh, Sacramento. But uh, I guess the next team up is the Syracuse site, um, which has a bunch of names that I recognize in there.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So Beans and Sanch, back in the mix, as per usual. Yeah. Um, there were rumors about Fox and Wookie coming, but I guess Fox has decided that he is retiring for the 19th time in his career. <laughs> uh, Wookie may or may not be a merc. I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, but they have some other good players. Uh, Scooney Bob Johnson. Uh, that name just makes me laugh every time. Um Black Hammer, Princess, and Evil, and they were all good experienced tournament players. Yeah. So I would also expect them and because they probably play in the Detroit maze almost as much as Detroit players. So I know historically Lee Beans has said that he's had difficulty in that field, but I think they'll still be pretty good.
0: Right. Um I noticed that um Lenny's not on that team. Um have you heard any anything about him or
1: It doesn't look like it. Um that also kinda surprised me a little bit. Unless he changed his name to Schoonie Bob Johnson, and I'm just unaware, but I think he's still do not pass go.
0: <laughs> I hope that's the case. I, hope, does he, I assume he still plays.
1: At least on and off. I know he was away at university for a little while, so I don't oh, know if right. he's just kind of moved on as doing other things, if he has work commitments or something else that are getting involved. Uh, uh, you'd you'd have to ask Beans.
0: Right. Um, okay, well, so I guess that leads us to... Uh, your Nick of the woods.
1: <laughs> yep, but we still got St. George too, which they're bringing a lot of their, their oh, usual yeah, contingent of guys. Um, Thunder, Tandoor, Ace Knight, Off the Wall, Crypt. Um, so people who have a lot of tournament experience, who sure. have played with each other a ton, I'd expect them to be pretty good. Even though, much like the Sack players... They're also getting uh, a little long in the tooth, I guess. Most of them are now are, uh, have settled down and become proper adults with <laughs> you know, families of their own and it's, things like that. So I'm sure this will be a good chance for them to get away for the week and be like kids again.
0: Yeah, this I mean, there's no way to, to beat the wall. That is thunder. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, this, would... will
1: lend, this will lend itself well. Uh, to that kind of style of play. If he's playing heavy, I definitely would count on that being a major obstacle to people trying to get into that resupply.
0: That dude's a beast, man. He, he's so good. He just He's an immovable object in Laser Force. It's crazy.
1: And he, he definitely has a switch, too. I've seen him play really well in some tournaments, and on occasion, like the first day or two of the tournament, I've sometimes wondered, oh, okay, has Brandon maybe... Lost a step, is he not as into it? And then by day three, he's just smashing people to pieces. And I said, Oh, no, wait, that guy is really, really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, he it's interesting because he seems to do it like quite effortlessly until you actually talk to him. And then he always seems like just exhausted. So, um, I'm sure he'll have a good tournament if uh, if the age doesn't catch up with him. (laughs) Um, right. So, Sacramento.
1: Yeah, now we're on to the trash-tier teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the old self-deprecation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. So we're putting together at least part of our old kind of contingent for A-team. Uh, myself, Dude Broman, Esquire, and Maniac going to be hooking back up from 2017, and they're, of course, reuniting from their effort on USA. Mm from last year as well so always solid resupply pair Absolutely. and then we're bringing in some newcomers we got Disco Monkey yeah. um, who was was playing really well before uh, our site unfortunately went sideways yeah we have Odin's Fist, who also filled in on USA last year. I think that was a big learning experience for him. He yeah. was obviously one of our better members over the last few months. And bringing in uh, the the now very zen Nimitz is also going to be filling out the role after he was super chill in Brisbane, uh, maybe a little bit unlike how he was in uh, SAC 2017.
0: He's uh, putting a whole new spin on going full Nimitz. It's um, <laughs> a lot less yes, dramatic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, now that
1: just a... involves losing the uh losing the key to the to the caravan park
0: <laughs> yeah just casually lose the key and cost yourself however many <laughs> dollars that ended up being um <laughs> so that, that's a pretty good team
1: um yeah i i think i'm i'm fairly optimistic with that team mm. obviously our biggest hurdle will just be lack of practice time yeah and things like that but in terms of just raw ability at least we've injected some youth back into the team with odin and nimitz to go along with the rest of us old men <laughs> so yeah. we'll see what happens
0: so um have you guys got any uh plans on on uh doing a field trip anywhere before before nationals or
1: yeah so we, we had it all booked and this is why i was so sad to, to hear that you were coming we have the um, idea of going down to Cedar Point which is one of the big roller coaster amusement parks oh, in wow. the US. Yeah, yeah. They have some of the tallest and fastest coasters anywhere I think in uh, this hemisphere.
0: Yeah.
1: Western Hemisphere, Northern Hemisphere I don't know, whatever whatever hemisphere we're, we're in <laughs> at this point. So really looking forward to that at least confirm going to that are me, Stalker, Bronwyn, Beans is going to go, and I'm hoping we'll get some of the Detroit players to come down, uh, maybe get your guys, some of the Kiwis, to come down. I know they express some interest if they're going to be in town. Yeah, for sure. So we're planning to do that the be Friday before Nationals, so that okay. maybe before some people get in. Yeah. But at least that way we're going on a weekday, not a weekend, so hopefully the crowds won't be as bad, and then it still leaves us the whole weekend to mess around in Detroit, get in practice games, settle in, all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. See the point, kids – Go get some uh, some roller coasters in you. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so uh the SAC B team um has some uh has some nationals experience in there.
1: I think everybody on there has played at least one NAT. So maybe Minette hasn't played in Nats, but yeah. she has played tournaments. Right. So they have W, Minette. Stalker, Bronwyn, Autumn and Star Killer nice. are rounding out that squad. Yeah. So definitely people with, with tournament experience. Um, I know I think they, they have some high hopes. I'm not entirely sure what their positional roster is gonna look like, but that might actually be a kind of strength of that team is that a lot of them are pretty switchable. They yeah. could run probably a variety of different lineups and just throw the rest of us for, for some confusion.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it also gives them the opportunity to kind of toy with it, uh, you know, day one and possibly day two as well um, to, to shore up a, a lineup or a, a couple of lineups that kind of work against different opponents.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, so that, I guess, leaves the, the Mercs. Um, and like you say, there's there's a few in that list um, and only a couple from Detroit. So, I mean, it, it looks like a, a few people are planning on traveling for this tournament.
1: Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we'll definitely find places for everybody who wants to play. I imagine we'll get together a 10th team of Mercs one way or another by yeah. filling it out with other Detroit players who didn't get into one of the other teams yeah. or other traveling players. Since it looks like, um, I think one or both of the Loveland teams are rostering seven players. I don't know if there's going to be any discussion of maybe peeling off one of them, if somebody's needed to, to kind of round out this 10th team, yeah, but we we have the personnel in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you've already, if it, if it's looking like, you know, sort of eight or nine people, um, as mercs, I guess. Yeah. If, if need be, you shift off one of your, your seventh, um, off to that team. But, um, I mean, you never know. They might, they might prefer to, to play, um, with a, with a sub. I was actually talking to, um, uh, Al and Stryker about it, um, when I went over uh to Brisbane recently and, you know, it was sort of brought up why don't we play with um a seventh? You know, in other sports you have a a, a bench player or a sub that can come in and play for someone who's not feeling so fresh. So um might be a well, with how year, often so we cool. get
1: we get injured in these tournaments, maybe it's <laughs> good to have an in, an injured reserve player. Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. We were talking with uh, one of our guys here about coming over with us last year um, as our seventh, um, and it would have been good to have him because Monkey Crape ended up, you know, blowing his hip out. So
1: um yeah <laughs> i know that was a that was a rough situation for you guys and you made the best of it
0: yeah apparently he was crippled for a few weeks after the tournament too so well <laughs> oh, i don't
1: doubt it looking at how he was quote-unquote walking
0: <laughs> yeah it's falling but catching yourself before you hit the ground and you just do that over and over again and somehow move in a forwards direction
1: that's about how it looked
0: <laughs> so i mean um there's like you said there's a lot of teams coming there's some good talent on those teams um some fresh faces which is also really good um it is shaping up to be like quite a good looking tournament um yeah i i, I mean it's almost enough to make to make a certain uh podcast host by a plane ticket We'll see. We'll see. What there happens. is still
1: time, my friend. <laughs> Actually, to yeah, be fair, I, mean... <laughs> I, I am looking.
0: Um, I look every day. So we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the, yeah. So de- depending what happens with that that Merc team, um, I guess I might as well start getting myself into trouble now and and making some <laughs> <Do it. laughs> at least temporary predictions <laughs> here. Uh, just because of the nature of hybrid teams and things like that, I would think that probably that Merc team, and then. Sac B and Loveland B would probably be in kind of the, the mix for the the bottom three spots, right. but I certainly wouldn't predict from there just because of the nature of how the competition goes.
0: Yeah,
1: I would probably pencil in Detroit A and Brisbane for the finals just based on track record and the overall skill level. Yeah. In between there, I am not going to hazard any any kinds of predictions. I would love like, to yeah. say, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be in the mix for for third and maybe even second if we play well. But we haven't played in yeah. a while at this at this point. And just um, you know, going for a, a run on the pavement last week, I think I I also was catching myself from falling down, going up and down the stairs a few times. So I, I yeah, have a little work to do on myself too.
0: Are you guys going to try and play somewhere before the tournament?
1: That would certainly be nice. Yeah. I don't know how realistic that's going to be, since the nearest sites are still a ways away. Um, Where is the nearest it,
0: to you guys? Is that San Marcos? Or... Uh,
1: there are a couple of laser force sites, I think, in uh, in the Los Angeles area, oh, so right. a little bit closer than San Marcos, but not really. Right. I think the closest ones, and then there are two in the Portland area in Oregon that are not connected to the tournament scene at all i did visit one of those last time i was in portland since i usually make a yearly trip up there so i'll have to check out the other one maybe if we go back uh before the tournament this summer i can at least get a little bit of laser force time in because i'd certainly miss it
0: yeah absolutely like i we will talk about this in a in another podcast but like obviously you guys have been through a drought before um and uh I've I've experienced a, a shorter version of that, so I, I semi feel your pain. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm not ready to give this game up yet. And uh having it forced no. on you is is unfortunate.
1: No, but I, I mean I guess the only silver lining to that is that pretty much did kind of confirm there was going to be a second sack team because there was some talk about some people were oh maybe I'm gonna go or maybe I'm gonna go but I don't really wanna play. Yeah. But suddenly when you can't play anymore uh, uh yeah I'm going to take a trip this summer and I'm going to go play some damn laser tag. <laughs>
0: Remember to support your local laser force kids because you know you don't know what you got till it's gone. You know do I mean, not I mean,
1: take your laser force for granted. Yeah exactly. So if that goes out to uh, all of you Detroit and Syracuse players who don't show up regularly to member nights and complain about drama. You don't know how good you have it to so behave.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to shift some of that also to the, uh, the Auckland scene as well. Uh, come down. And yeah, play some you guys too. Have some fun. Um, look on that note. Um, we might, we might leave it there, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll pick this up again. And uh, like I said, we're, we're kind of hoping to, to be back on a weekly basis. Well, weekly a weekly basis uh between now and and nationals and then if if i end up coming to nationals we'll we'll run another um daily podcast there and if i don't then obviously dk is there and um fireball dk might might get on the mic so (laughs)
1: he might make an appearance (laughs) there might there might be some interesting instagram stories you never know
0: i mean there always is right (laughs) (laughs) all right well for this week i've been guy next door
1: And I'm DK. See you next time.
0: Yeah, always remember to backtrack, kids.